Welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navarre. With Matt Petrowski. We're at your booth at DEF CON. I have a booth. Surprise, surprise. It's been since 2001 since I've had a booth. That's, um, let, me, let me count that math. Uh, let me think. Carry the three. Ten years. Uh, no, it's 11 minus one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, what are you showing? I am showing, uh, ta-da, Theme Studio. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's that graphic builder UI GUI thing. That thing where you just drag the icons. You know, that little draggy drag, drag type drag application. It's got, let's see, what are its major features? You've got, uh, you've got icon library, which is cool. It has five main areas. It's got icons, it's got layouts, it's got objects, it's got colors and gradients. Now, the first three, icons, layouts, and objects. Objects being anything like portals, fields, preformatted. Everything is preformatted. You just drag it from a container from the Theme Studio file into your own layout. And the layouts, fully composed layouts, drag those. Uh, icons, it's got a little composer called Icon Builder. You just have two different container slots, drag one icon in one, another icon another. You can adjust them in relation to each other with pixel shift, and then just drag it back into your uh, database. Or right, your so not only just use a single flattened icon, but actually make a combined icon out of two. Correct, and you can also make a dimmed gray version or anything else that you need. Different variations on that same icon. Oh, so and if you, you find like a right arrow that's that's really good, but you want like a lighter version of it or a different color version of whatever, you can do that. Correct. Exactly. Brilliant idea, man. Then you've got objects, which are portals. There's um, iPhone templates in that. Then the uh, fourth and fifth area are colors and gradients. So with colors, you've got the ability to store palettes that you use on a per-project basis. And then for your final area, gradients, also there you can generate and compose gradients for your project. Which is very much, it's an upgraded version of the gradient tool that you had a couple years ago, right? Correct. It's a combination where I combined what was previously just a FileMaker file, a flat FileMaker file of all kinds of layouts, which was called the theme library. And then the gradient tool was a gradient builder called Gradient Maker. I combined and merged both of those and called it now the Theme Studio. Now let's talk about the layout tool, which is one of the most killer things that you have. So not only do you have preset layouts with all the objects, portals, buttons, beautiful um, composition in terms of where place, things are placed, and you've got, what, 20 or more themes there? Uh, there's actually 40 that comes 40? with the base tool, and then I'm releasing a new one each month. So there's uh, six in addition to that. 46, I think, total. Wow. And But there's some other really cool features that you have there, like um, changing objects, changing colors. Talk about that. Yeah, um, any layout that's been composed of native FileMaker objects, like a native FileMaker box that has a fill color, when you copy that out of your layout, you can create a new entry in the layouts section of the Theme Studio, paste in your own layout, or use one of the starter layouts, and what it does is it, it aggregates all of the different colors that are used from all the different objects in that layout, and then presents you with a dialogue, or basically within the interface, not so much a dialogue, just the ability to select a starting color, and then a color you want to change that to. You click a button that says copy to clipboard, and then you paste it, and all the colors are changed to what you had specified as a swap color. Killer. Thanks. <laughs> I worked on it for, it took about a year to build the whole tool, but uh, so far, everybody that has it just loves it and love, loves using it. What's it cost? We have show specials, but they're only here at the show. Normal price is uh, $137 for the tool, and then we have a $99 um, annual, 
Basically, when you buy the 99, you get all previous years, and it starts from that point. You get a new theme each month for that 99. And then the option to uh, renew. Well, it will renew. You just need to cancel. As I've done some FileMaker Go development, um, some of the things that I found most useful, the layouts that you've built for Go, because you've actually done some really cool things. Um, for example, one of the things that you um, did was you you uh, figured out a way, if you change the orientation of your iPad, switch it from vertical to horizontal, to have objects, a whole bunch of buttons or a portal or whatever, appear and disappear at RAM, which is so cool. How'd you do that? Uh, that's, a, that's actually, you want to hear a funny story about that. Todd Geist was working on GoZinc, and he had called me. I was at DrupalCon. I was showing... I was uh, doing a session at DrupalCon talking about know, something related to Drupal. And uh, he called me and he was asking while he was working on it, he's like, dude, do you know how FileMaker actually support, does it support the reorienting when you, you know, do things? And I said, well, why don't you just use the anchors, you know, anchor one of your whole objects and make sure that you just shift your whole layout to cover whatever it is. And so I, he did that and then he called back and he's like, dude, it works. And I said, but you just can't use fields, right? right you can't use fields because you don't want anything enterable but if it's a navigation if it's a portal if it's buttons if it's information just anchor it to one side and then pull the rest of the interface which would fit the portrait view on top of it and then when you reorient to landscape it'll just slide out and you have a few layouts in your solution that show that it's really cool yeah sidebar tabulous i think was the one that they actually ended up using for gozink and uh that's a popular one too it's weird. It's weird interviewing you like I'm interviewing a guest because usually you and I are just sort of talking about stuff. But since you're an official presenter, I sort of stepped into my interviewer mode and uh, go from booth to booth. So how have the other booths been? Yeah, pretty good. I've I've talked to a few people, um, and I'll be talking hopefully to more. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get to everyone because there's a lot of people here. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, what you found out about any sessions you talked about here at DevCon, and you know, talking about the post wrap up whatever we can talk about and yeah there was some stuff. stuff that we're not supposed to talk about from the opening session i will just say that it was damned exciting i was very very thrilled to see some of the things that are coming may be coming in future versions of filemaker that may or may not ship you know blah 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 and yeah we'll have to talk about that stuff maybe we'll record it while we're here while it's fresh and then release it later or maybe we'll talk about it later yeah, we've done that before record actually when we get to see it and then release it when the product actually comes out later that's fun yeah because you have initial reactions and then after it all sinks in you're just like uh you know i like this feature a little bit better than i thought i would and so on and so forth so sweet enjoy the show all right thanks Walking around the trade show floor, I see Jesse Barnum, president of 360 Works. What do you got new this year uh, for, for DEF CON? Our big focus this year at DEF CON is Zulu and Document. So Zulu is something, uh, it's for uh, linking your contacts and calendars in FileMaker Server with uh, iPhone, iPad, Google, uh, Android, iCal, address book. I think we've talked to John Sindler about Zulu on past episodes, but it's actually a lot of features are, are new recently, um, aren't they? Yeah, the contact syncing is new. We've really, yeah. we've, uh, we launched Zulu focusing strictly on calendars. Uh, and so we've kind of been through three phases with Zulu. The first phase was a direct sync between, or a direct connection really, between iCal and FileMaker Server. Mm-hmm. Phase two was an indirect syncing process using Google as an intermediary between FileMaker calendar events and, uh, you know, again, iPhone, iPad, iOS, OS X, uh, Android. And then phase three, which is fairly new and recent. Is Profits. 
according to South Park. <laughs> Step three. Uh, yeah, but phase three is the contact syncing. So we're doing an indirect contact syncing through Google so that Zulu will now keep all your contact data in FileMaker Server in sync with your contacts on Google, which then sync to all of those different devices. Wow. Capital W. Yeah, thanks. And then DocuBin has been real. People are really, we've been overwhelmed with the DocuBin uh, request, partly because it takes a little while to explain to people. So, yeah. you know, we've had these big crowds around the booth. They're all yeah. coming up. They all want to see DocuBin. And we're trying to kind of give a personalized presentation to everybody. But it's just, uh, it's, it's been exciting to have the crowds, but we're trying to, to, to show people as, as quickly as I we can. I just walked by your, your booth and was, ta was, was talking to a couple of people about FM search results, which is part of DocuBin. I hate to represent my own crap. I'm thrilled you guys picked pick to put that in there. But, uh, man, the guy's needs were just so perfect. It, it's, like, it's like he almost could, um, like you made it just for this guy, for what he was trying to do. He's engineering drawings and, and some um, searching some stuff and relating, some, relating which parts were similar to other parts and having you know, really fast images of them and stuff. Exactly perfect. Yeah, ever since I saw you do the, the FM search results thing at Paul's on Error, I, you know, we did that whole tear apart. Remember that session? I'm sure you remember it. And I was like, I, I, I walked out of that session kind of saying, I have no idea what we just talked about, but I know that I don't want to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I mean, FM search results fit perfectly with document. You know, the fact that we have metadata about a file, we've got keywords about the file. We've got uh, templates that you can have customized custom fields about the file. But then we have the title of the file and the data in the file itself. Those are all stored in different tables. So without FM search results, it would have been very, very difficult to do a simple, single comprehensive search that cover all, all that yeah, stuff. It kind, of, it kind of occurs to me that we sort of skipped past the one-sentence description of what DocuBin is. Yeah, so DocuBin is... <laughs> thanks, Matt. Uh, it's a full-fledged document management solution built in FileMaker. Sometimes people get confused between Supercontainer and Document. They're like, I thought Supercontainer was for document management. Well, Supercontainer is a powerful storage engine in FileMaker. Uh, and it will store any type of file, and you can use it in any solution. But it doesn't do, it's not a document management system. It's just a file storage engine. Yeah. So Document is a whole FileMaker system built around the yeah. Supercontainer storage engine. Yeah, so Supercontainer is the engine. Document is the car. Yeah, exactly. So Document gives you the multiple versions, the keywords, uh, the check-in, check-out stuff. Uh, Beautiful interface. Yeah, Michael did a fantastic job building uh, a really nice UI for it. It uses drag-and-drop tr tricks that we picked up from John Sindelar. And, uh, you know, kind of all of our accumulated tips from going to DevCon year after year all got distilled into document. Cool. And selling like crazy? It's, yeah, tons of interest. It's, it's a longer sales cycle than are some of our other stuff. You know, it's like when you're looking at something like plastic, you know, for credit card processing, it's like, oh, we need to process credit cards. There it is. Buy it. Uh, document, we're selling it. Uh, a lot of larger organizations are interested in it. Those organizations have longer selling times. This is the first DevCon that we've been to that we've gotten to demo document. Well, because so, it's, it's $15,000 for a one-user license. 18000 but who's counting? Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, for, for a 10-user license. How much actually is it? It's, it's uh, 1800 Did I say 18000 I was joking. You were joking. <laughs> $1,800 for a 10-user license, uh, $99 for a single-user license, and then there's a $2,700 enterprise version that came out that adds uh, web dev support so that you can access all of your stuff in DocuBin from the OS X Finder, from the Windows Explorer, as well as from pages on, on the iPad. And for with both both read and write. Very, very cool. Thanks. Uh, thanks a lot. Just after that segment was recorded, 360 Works and Jesse Barnum was awarded Product of the Year for DocuBin. 
Walking around the show floor, I see Jason Thomas from Skeleton Key and also my buddy Andy Cohen here. So welcome, guys. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Good. Hey, Matt. Am I, am I panned right? Am I panned? There's no panning on this. Oh, don't, don't, don't be a geek now. <laughs> no, you can't be. You can't. Don't look at the camera. Well, can I make some advice? Don't move the mic. Keep it right there. No, I know what I'm doing. So uh, you said a minute ago you don't touch FileMaker, and yet here you are at DEF CON. Yeah, I personally do absolutely no development in FileMaker. Um, what, what do you do? Uh, business development, sales, a little bit of marketing. I make sure that uh, our FileMaker developers are busy. Which is hugely valuable and useful. Extremely valuable. You're coming to Portland to talk about that in October, November? Late October, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's right. And we're really looking forward to that. Um, so what are some of the tips, you know, what are some of the things that are kind of unique in the FileMaker world for selling and marketing it? As we're standing here at DevCon, a lot of folks are very focused on FileMaker the product, and our customers are not focused on FileMaker the product a lot of the time. Yeah, a lot of times, like when I was in the vertical business, they don't even want to know it's FileMaker. You don't lead with that. You lead with what it can do, right? Which is what you lead with. And, um, right, yeah. Absolutely. Do you, do you engineers hate you for when you promise stuff that uh, FileMaker can do and it's really hard for them? No, um, I don't think so. You're, you can certainly ask them. Uh, we, we have a, uh, our process allows for the non-technical uh, aspects to come first and understand the business processes and the ROI and some of these kind of things. And then we dig into the tech before we promise to deliver the tech, just to make sure I don't promise things that can't be delivered. And I'm really yeah. good at not making promises, and FileMaker's really good at being flexible enough to deliver on almost any promise I do make. So That sounds like a good combination. It's working so far. And I heard you guys just offered Andy a job. Uh, no. <laughs> no. And you're looking for a job. I'm always looking for a job. You know that. Well, not for a job, but looking for, like, looking clients. For always looking for yeah. work. Always. How many yeah. people work at Skeleton Key? We have 11 folks. We just hired on our IT side, uh, the IT side of our business last week. We added a new, new person, and we're absolutely hiring. That's kind of the theme of our uh, booth at DEF CON this year is we're hiring. We're hiring? Yeah, well, they're hiring. Hey, you know, that's the reason why I'm always looking for a job, because I don't have a Jason Thomas <laughs> fighting for me to bring work in. I have to somehow find the work. That's kind of hard for a developer to do. I mean, I'm not that in that skill set. I'm, I'm not a sales guy. Um, I am a, an analyst. I can go in and work with the team. But you're not working with the actual end users per se. You're working with the people that actually buy the product. And, and they look at not the tech, as you were saying, they look at, you know, will my process, will I be able to complete my process? Will I be able to get better performance or higher productivity? And that's what you come in and communicate. That's, what that's, you that's exactly what we try to do. Um, and obviously, even if you're not a developer, you certainly understand all the features of FileMaker. You understand where its sweet spot is. And yeah, and that's, I mean, I've been with Skeleton Key for a little over two years, and the first, the first bit of my time there was really focused on understanding the box within which we need to operate mm -hmm. um, and then where we can bend those rules and where we can just break them because uh, you know there's technology outside of FileMaker that uh, allows you to extend FileMaker to the web and, and do all these things that people don't necessarily think about exactly well I'm gonna be maker. I'm gonna be talking about a lot of that stuff on my integration panel on Friday absolutely plug for me <laughs> I hate doing that but you know well it's here everybody should go to Matt's integration panel I'll be funny, thanks. I'll be there. I'll be in the front with the spitball gun. No, I'll be going, yay! Do you guys do, you just do projects internally, or do you um, 
do you have enough bandwidth to sell things for other people and bring in contractors, or are you pretty much all employees at your company do work? Right now, we're all, all employees. Um, for the time being, I think that's the model we're going to stick with. And uh, as, we, as we add new people, I think we might look at adding some contractors first, kind of as a test run, sure. make sure, are we a good fit for you? Are you a good fit for us? Um, and that's a pretty safe way to, uh, to evaluate one another for a especially a senior developer who's used to running their own shop and yeah, doing it their own way. We get pretty curmudgeoning and, and moody. I think that there's kind of a, if you take a look at the lifespan of a typical FileMaker developer's, you know, the life cycle, I should say, um, of when you get really good at development, as you keep building your development skill, you really are the sales rep of all your projects and the developer and the front-end guy and the data modeler and all that. And you get to a certain point in your organization where you need to start breaking those things out. And so... You know, probably the president of Skeleton Key um, and founder probably doesn't do much development anymore. Is that true? And Mark does very little development. He gets in, Mark Richmond's the president. He gets involved in the sales process. He's the, the sales engineer, he would call himself. Um, so he does a lot of estimating. And he gets involved in the architecture at the beginning. And then, right. you know, he's there for troubleshooting. He's there for support. And I don't think our guy's using that much for that. Yeah, they probably don't like it when he starts doing development because he doesn't he doesn't invest as much time staying current. Now, other FileMaker development shops, the, the guy who founded it really, really does want to do development and keeps doing it, and that would be me. I, I'm only happy if I can be running FileMaker all day, every day, pretty much, But which is why my company's probably maybe not going to grow to a uh, larger size. And so I think, you know, this, the, the path that Mark took, hiring you and bringing that, is great, you know, really builds and helps. It's great, but I'm just curious. Jason, we were talking earlier, and you mentioned how your... Your market base runs very fairly wide across different industries, different types of clients. And, and, and the, the work that I do also is uh, kind of wide. I go, I've worked for many different kinds of industries, not one. And that in itself can be viewed as both a weakness as well as a strength. A strength because you're able to do lots of work. You're, you're fairly versatile. But it's a weakness in terms of sales because usually when you're in a specific market thread, like, for example, wineries, um, a friend of mine, um, they developed winery-based software. It was a while ago. It's all obsolete at this time. Um, but they knew everyone. So from a sales perspective, it was like a, a fairly focused thread of sales. Industry context. niche. Yeah. So it was, I wouldn't say it was relatively easy, but it was um, easier than right. if you're jumping from, say, a manufacturing client to a retail client. It's kind of tricky because you don't have as much contacts. So that, that's got to be kind of tough, isn't it? It is. It's a different approach. It's more of a, a shotgun approach, a scattergun approach, than uh, the laser focus you could have if you picked a, a niche vertical market and stuck with it and said, we're going to own this space. We've decided that we may do that in the future with a, a several, a handful of markets. But at this point, the economy being what it is, we've enjoyed that diversification. If you think about it, not all of our customers were have right. been hit the same right. in the past couple of years. Um, and we've grown through the, the economic downturn as a result. I think most FileMaker companies have. I'm not sure exactly. I have my theories as to why that is. What's, what's your theory? My theory is people are trying to do more with less. Yeah, and it's less expensive. FileMaker is a less expensive solution. That's a, that's a way more elegant way to express what my theory is, but that's kind of the same thing. I believe you're right. It's, it's people you can, you can use FileMaker to not shrink your business or to you know, replace it. Uh, you, know, you can grow your sales without having to add people. It's much less expensive to invest in technology than in 
in people if you can actually automate a process. Absolutely. And, yeah. and plus, they're giving us a lot more. Functionally, what FileMaker provides is actually more than what you're getting for a lot more money from other environments. I'm doing a FileMaker sales pitch. <laughs> Should I dance to it? We're, we're pretty close to the FileMaker booth, I guess, so you know. They don't pay me. Do they pay you? They pay you. No, they don't. Well, well no, they don't pay me for any kind of marketing or anything. The other podcast, uh, Business and Database Solutions for iPhone and iPad, nice short name, um, was a project that, that uh, FileMaker sponsored and to, to do really nice FileMaker Go success stories, five minutes long. And there was a lot of editing, a lot of polishing, a lot of work to do that. So it was something that, that we didn't do for free. And there were good podcasts. Are, are you, uh, Especially the first one. First one was great. We had this guy, <laughs> Andy right. Cohen or something like that, he did this thing. Actually, we're going to show your solution. You put it together in, what, half an hour, I think? Yeah, about that. About that. Just don't show the graphic. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thanks very much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Matt. See ya. Just after that segment was recorded, Skeleton Key won an FileMaker Business Alliance Award. Very great. Walking around the show floor, and I've got uh, Jake and Jesse Trainum, CNS Plugins. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks. What do you have that's exciting this year? Uh, well, just this Monday, we released CNS Barcode for uh, FileMaker Pro. And this is a plugin that allows you to use your webcam to scan barcodes uh, into FileMaker. Um, as well, you can also generate the, the uh, barcodes. So we have a whole generating and scanning solution for so, FileMaker Go. FileMaker Go or Pro? So for Pro, so you use what to scan them in? A webcam, like the cam on your... So the camera built in your Mac, so I kind of get the same idea of using the camera on your phone or whatever to scan things. You can just use the webcam on your Mac, which is really, really prevalent. That's a brilliant idea. Great. That's, that's your, your idea? Uh, I, I don't know. Collaborative. Everything's pretty much collaborative. But yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. Don't take credit and make everybody else look bad if you think. <laughs> anyway, it's brilliant. Whoever it is. Right. Oh, well, does it work? The cameras are usually pretty high resolution, so you just like hold up the barcode to it and... Yeah, pretty much. Um, it helps if you have a camera that actually has a focus on it, so you can actually focus on on the barcode. It works better, but it, I mean, it works works well. I found I found that pretty much any barcode you can hold up to the laptop, and it works pretty well. And may have to jiggle here and there, but it catches it most of the time. Does it work with different types of barcodes, or just the standard like standard ones, like the square ones we see around? It works with QR codes, um, all of your UPC codes, um, ISBN. There, there's several. Uh, code three of nine, code one twenty eight. So there's everything that the iPhone app does. Like the will do on the desktop as well. So. Very cool. What other products are you talking about? SNDP, which everybody knows, continues to be good, strong, and sturdy. We've had it now for almost 10 years. Is that your far and away leader still for sales? Yeah, I would say so. Behind it would be FTP. It. Um, both of those seem pretty strong. Those are two I've used personally many times over the years. And they just continue to go and go and go, it seems. so. We actually wish people would uh, learn a little bit more about CNS Menu, um, which is a it allows you to put pop-up menus on your layouts, and they can have any number of sub-menus. And whenever you select an item on the menu, uh, it'll call a script in your database. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a UI enhancement. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a like a typical plugin. Usually, just does stuff behind the scenes. So this is actually a UI thing. Correct. So, how do, what's the widget you put on your layout to make it work? Well, it can be called from any button or anything. I mean, it's just a script call, so... But is it a like a web viewer, or what do you put on the layout to take up the space that's going to be a menu thing? Uh, 
it works. It, it pops up a system level menu, so I mean, it's just a regular pop up. Like if you right clicked on oh, it, so it's a pop up menu kind of a thing, like uh, like FileMaker's limited custom dialog thing. Yes. Okay. Um, the cool thing about that is you can you can do those dynamically, so you can grab a value list or records from your database and build a menu on the fly to do some pretty interesting things. Like I've done a search that returns a list of users. You choose a user, then it goes to their record, all in one little button. So, kind of save a lot of time there with with layouts and everything. Yeah, you make it really context sensitive, and like you know, pick the best. It's a picker essentially, isn't it? I mean, you could use it that way. Yeah. So, what do you guys have for iOS? Well, we have our CNS barcode app for iOS that works with FileMaker Go. Um, the the way it works is you start in FileMaker Go, you hit say a scan button, it loads our app which uh, gives you a live preview using your camera. You scan whatever barcode you want to, and that is relaunches FileMaker Go and inserts that data into the, a field, or you can do a find or whatever. I mean, it calls a script, so. Um, That's cool. Anything else for Go? Uh, not yet. Okay. Things are in the works, it sounds like, huh? Yes, things are definitely in the works. Keep watching this page. Awesome. What else do you have? Let's see. Recently, we redid CNS Image from scratch. Just rebuilt the whole thing which eliminated almost well every bug known, which is pretty good. There were some issues there before, but redone from scratch. Now it'll do everything and more than before. So uh, some interesting things going on there. But it's, it's future plans for it as well. Right. Mini plans for seeing this image. <laughs> the other ones are what we call Mighty Mini plugins, which are just kind of one-off functionality, like MM Query uh, allows you to run SQL calls on FileMaker itself so you could return a found set of something just using SQL from FileMaker itself. That sounds intriguing. That sounds really interesting. So, I know there's some other, there's some different SQL um, plugins that allow you to use SQL against FileMaker's own data, which is pretty cool. And I think that's a really important feature. And, um, and there's, there's a few free ones, and uh, this one presumably is commercial cost money. Um, uh, costs money, but it also does more than and, and is supported <laughs> and is supported. Yes, um, we we have we give you the ability to uh, write your own SQL and, and do those queries directly against the FileMaker data, but we also have a bunch of helper functions for like adding records or uh, maybe setting a specific field by record ID or just things like that 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 actually take the SQL away from it. Um, so if you don't know SQL, you can still use this uh, to query data from the calculation engine, so. That's cool, that, that sounds really good. Well, gentlemen, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks.